0: hello and welcome to we made you a song my name is trent wagler i'm your host from the steel wheels we made you a song is a collaboration between the steel wheels and producing partner wmra if you're new to the podcast the steel wheels began a songwriting process we called distance together during the 2020 pandemic where anyone could commission the band to write a song about the topic of their choosing. This podcast goes deeply into a select number of those songs, stories, and the humans that are included in a new album that was just released on November 20th called Everyone a Song, Volume 1. This podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Old Hill Cider. Old Hill is located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia, a family-owned orchard, where the people don't just know cider, they know apples. They know each tree. They understand the traditions of hard cider and how to translate those traditions to modern taste. You can find out all about it at showaltersorchard.com. Old Hill Cider, their family. This week, the man who holds up the world.
1: Mama, tell me of the man Is it truly danced with you when we were little girls. He balanced on his toes, he tied our hair all up in bows, he tucked us in, but then he had to go.
0: Well, I've got to start off this week by saying this has been the hardest song to know exactly how to talk about. Uh, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Uh, So I guess I'll just say that we were asked to write a song for what seems to be an absolute gem of a human being named Robin Ames. Robin was killed in February of 2020 uh, in, in a tragic bicycle automobile accident. And... His family called us up and asked us if we would write a song for him. I sat with it for a few days and truly didn't know whether it was going to be a good idea. Um, I have confidence in our band. I uh, believe we can create a song based off of almost anything, but I was very nervous for just how recent this loss was and how raw the emotions must be, and yet um, grief is not a straight line, and you can't impose what you think should or shouldn't happen on anybody dealing with their loss. So we jumped into it, and I sent an email back to Emily who's Robin's sister as well as Kara, Robin's widow and I tried to be as open as possible to saying I know all of this is very very fresh so if you don't want to talk to me about anything or write it down I'll write a song based off of what I already know Um, but if you want to give me a little something to go on, I'm all ears. So I got emails back from Emily and from Kara, and uh, I was also able to sit down with both of them here after the song was written and talk with them. It turns out Robin and his family were some of the folks that have made the Purple Fiddle in the little town of Thomas, West Virginia, one of our favorite little music venues over the years. Here's Kara on how they first crossed paths. With the steel wheels.
2: Much to Robin's nature. Um, he I think saw that you guys were playing at the fiddle, so he looked up your music. And he would do this with a lot of people too. But, you know, in in this case you guys and say they actually sound pretty good, we should go. And uh he and our buddy Dustin and Mark and they were all camping at the sods and they went over and listened to you guys and from there we just kept following you. So I think we were trying to figure out the other day how many
3: times we've actually seen you in person.
0: Here's Emily, Robin's sister.
3: A little bit of background. When Robin is really into something, whether it be music or cycling, buying something, I mean, he wants to know everything about, (laughs) about what he's getting into. Um, And so we all knew that you guys had been cyclists and had done the cycling tour in Southeast Michigan, which is where my husband's from. So we, we all kind of fell in love with you guys and, and shared so many good memories that I thought it might be a a nice gift for Kara.
2: Robin's an easy person to write about. (laughs) So, um, but I just wrote from the heart, you know, Robin has loved your music and we've followed you for so long, that I wanted you to understand the full picture of what he meant and means to all of us. <clears throat> so from someone who lives from such a passionate place in everything that he does, I just wanted you to catch a glimpse. Like yeah, just the amazing person he is to all of us, to our girls and to me and our family.
0: All the descriptions of Robin were herculean. They were It was like a superhero lived in their lives. And that did not feel uh, like people were stuck in a sense of hyperbole after his passing. It truly felt like this was the the big personality that was Robin, that filled up every room that he was in. And so that was our challenge, was to write a song for... A superhero. And that's why it's called the man who holds up the world. I was also intrigued by a part of one of the emails where Kara wrote about a friend of theirs put words to this idea that her life and Robin's life are like two magnets that will continue to try to draw themselves close to each other for all time, and there was that sense of even after death that there would be this pull, this this uh, attraction that is not gone because Robin is not in this life anymore, or at least not in this life in the way we understand it.
2: And it feels like that still, you know, there's... The pull of Robin is so strong all the time, but, oh, it's just, it's here always. And I was so glad that Mark was able to share that too, just to put it in words and better than I could ever do. So it's, it's very true. I feel it every day.
1: Gather around and listen to the story of the man. Who holds our world up tall and turns it when he can. All the forces of the wind dancing on his chin. And I feel the pull until we meet again.
0: Well, I'm sitting here with the members of the Steel Wheels, Kevin, Brian, Eric, Jay. And we're talking about the man who
4: holds up the world. Well, When I received your tracks, this is Kevin talking. I, th- I believe it was just banjo and voice. And uh, the rhythms that you were playing were um, very kind of uh, reminiscent of of a second line kind of groove, like a New Orleans uh, second line march. And I thought that that was um, uh, very appropriate for this song because it is a song that's in memoriam of someone, um, of a loved one. And, um, you know, the concept of second line and the, the history along that goes along with it is that it's a uh, celebration. It's music to celebrate the life of someone at a funeral. And so I thought, hey, this would be perfect. So I, I laid down uh, a kind of a easygoing second line groove, like a march type of a thing, and then later a little cowbell to spice it up. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a really fun one to start off with. You know, it's a really great, energetic track.
5: Yeah, this is Eric. From the first few lines of the the song, even not knowing the story or the the people behind it, you can tell that it's um, we're we're speaking about somebody who's no longer with us. But the the there are cues musically about how we should uh, celebrate the life that's gone on and and it's not a mournful song. It's got some really bittersweet lines in there that just really stick with you. Um, But as you find out that it's all about gathering together. And so to have sort of towards the end where everybody, uh, you have a few lines about connection was his creed and uh, gather together and tell a story. And then Um, to just production at the very end where it's a big party and everybody joins in and there's I've recorded three fiddle parts yeah Kevin's cowbell is in there and, and all of a sudden it's it's this gathering together in celebration.
0: When you're you're told you're supposed to write a song for someone who just passed away, there's a temptation to kind of go to a darker place or it needs to be slow and solemn in some way to respect the sense that someone passed away. But I'm really glad uh, with the direction that this took.
4: Well, I really enjoyed um, uh, some of the instrument arrangements on this one. I liked that, uh, Jay, you were playing this kind of dry electric guitar on the verses and then for the choruses it's just this like you know huge wall of sound like 50 amps coming at your face kind of thing back to the like groovy electric and I loved the way that the, the rhythm section kind of you know interplayed together and, it, and especially on the choruses too I enjoyed how like the banjo kept like a strumming uh in sensation instead of like an arpeggiated thing yeah and and the harmonies were really interesting too because uh I loved that Jay you took that higher harmony and Eric you were kind of like in a middle harmony there and and it was just really forceful I can see him here, here with you and me. Just reminded me of like some of the 90s Peter Gabriel, uh, like, you know, Secret World Tour kind of vibes where like, you know, there's just like really prominent backup singers that are just rocking in the background. And I don't know, I just kind of. Loved that. I thought the inst- the instrumentation and the arrangement and the harmonies were just really great on this one.
0: Eric, you did a lot of
4: harmonies on the verses on this one,
5: correct? Yeah, and I don't know if that was something that you had put in on your initial demo, probably not on this one. Uh, <laughs> I just sang along with the uh the the lines that really spoke to me, I guess.
0: <laughs> your voice, Eric, is I mean, just such a warm, deep voice that uh having it harmonizing with my voice, however you might describe it, it was uh it had the to me, of course, knowing the story of the song and like this overall beautiful sense of imagery that like he's here with us and he always will be. And and to me, just kind of hearing that and then having your voice, which is just this warm kind of thing to sort of just be right around the melody in that in that way, served uh, that image for me in a, in a
5: really cool sonic way.
1: Is it truly dance with you when we were little girls?
5: I had no idea that it was such a recent passing. And I would have thought that given the nostalgia of the, of the song and and the feeling that it, it creates, um, I would have thought that this, we were talking about somebody that's been gone for a decade or two. And, uh, that's re- I, I love that because that I think that this song will uh, serve a, a purpose of some sort for a long time, and hopefully that's a, a meaningful thing for them.
0: I hope that if nothing else, this song can just be something that's played around their family for years so that it gives an easy pathway for stories to be told, for memories to be laughed about, and and just received so that this, this person who is so obviously important to their family just continues to continues to be there with, with them in some way.
5: This is Eric again. Um, one of the themes that has emerged as we've put together a compilation of these songs is the idea of lifting up sort of everyday people and everyday stories to the level of song, you know, like, a it's also bringing that sort of the song off the pedestal a little bit and saying no, no, everybody deserves a song. I, I love the way that that this project has has lifted up those stories and those people.
0: I think it's given me a different perspective on the role of songwriter as a kind of historian. Um, in, in some small way, the things we choose to sing about and pass on are a part of a collective history, even if those aren't the stories that you know, change the course of an entire nation, they make up an important part of the culture and the history that is us.
1: Paint me every that you see
0: What was it like to have, you know, on the other end of this process to get this back in, in music?
2: Um, well, I know for the girls and I, obviously, it was just incredibly touching. I played it for the girls uh, before they fell asleep. And I think Charlotte, she said, is that about us? They were also a little excited that they think they're famous now a little bit. <laughs> and that they're in a song. Um, they really loved that. But um, it was right on the money. You, you really met the challenge beautifully. And I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest with you. I, I think afterwards, Tom and Emily and I, pardon the pun, kind of did a round robin and said that we were glad that it wasn't a ballad, that it was something upbeat because Rob is such a good dancer. <laughs> and he would have, I could just see him dancing around the house with our kids to that
3: song. I think initially um, we we got the lyrics first, mm-hmm. so we got to, we got to read through the lyrics first, and you know just that story in itself was overwhelming and mm-hmm. completely bittersweet. But then to have it paired with the music was was perfect.
2: I, I can hear Robin, um, <laughs> and only the way that Robin could, of saying like. The song was awesome. Oh, it's awesome. You know, he would just
3: be so excited. Had this been about somebody else, he would have made a point. He would have loved it. But he would also have made a point to know the entire story about that person. He's a sucker for that kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Here's Robin's mom.
3: I think one thing like Robin would do is share stuff with tons of people. And I think this song is something that we're going to, Share with tons of people. And thank you guys for being open to that as well. You know, it, he he was amazing and just Robin. Everybody <laughs> was like him, but um it was because of a terrible, terrible day that you wrote this song. So thank you for being open to tell his story.
0: Here's the final version of the song, The Man Who Holds Up the World. <laughs>
1: get the ways our father fits you like the glove. It's tempting to regret all the days we didn't get. That's not the way he would have wanted it. screen Dancing on his chin, and I feel the pull until we meet again.
0: can't thank enough Robin's family, Kara and their girls, as well as Emily, Robin's parents, and his brother Morgan. Um, it really means a lot that they opened up their story to all of us and um, that they were willing to talk to us for this podcast. As always, I want to thank the Steel Wheels for chatting about the song as well as Matt BinGay for his editing expertise. I hope you go easy on yourself this week. It's Thanksgiving week, and I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing how difficult 2020 has been, how unprecedented, how ridiculous, etc. But it's important to also have a place to talk about the real pain and trauma that we're all carrying around. It's not easy to be vulnerable and say, I'm struggling, this is hard. And the holidays could be hard for a lot of us this year. With COVID-19 numbers increasing and cooler weather sending us inside, it may not be safe to gather. I hope that you find a way to connect with the people you love, even if it's different. Holidays are full of rituals and tradition Maybe you're gonna have to create a new ritual this year. Maybe a new tradition. We can't make this virus go away magically. (laughs) And we can't make 2020 any different than it has been. But we can still make mashed potatoes. We can make cookies. We can make cards and jokes and puzzles and surprise gifts for our faraway loved ones. Even after we list off all the ways 2020 has made us feel crazy and alone, we can find things to be thankful for. In the meantime, we made you a song.